The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. Every Sunday morning on Riviera Radio, I talk to Rob Kay from Blevins Franks, and today is no exception. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well, Howard. Yeah, had a good week. How are you? I'm very well, and uh, let's let's move on because we've got quite a lot to discuss. We're on a bit of a roll here because last week we discussed budgets and taxes, and specifically the recent UK mini-budget, as it was called, and the proposed 2023 French budget. This week, though, I'd like to explore how can people protect their income and assets. But first, what news, financial or other, caught your eye this past week? Well, from a, from a financial perspective, there was certainly a very mixed bag this week, Howard. September's inflation figures were published. Sterling bounced all over the place. We saw a very rare backtrack by a serving chancellor when Kwasi Kwarteng reversed the removal of the 45% tax ban that he announced in the, uh, the recent mini-budget that you, you mentioned. And we were all introduced to a, to a new science, trustomics. Trustomics is, uh, is a play on a nickname attributed to Abenomics, which is, was the nickname attributed to the economic policies set out for Japan in 2012 when its then Prime Minister, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe came into power for a second time. Abenomics increased the nation's money supply, boosting government spending and enacted reforms to make the Japanese economy more competitive. Now, coincidentally, as the world was being introduced to trustonomics, in Tokyo, Japan was holding a state funeral for Shinjo, Shinjo, Shinjo Abe, Japan's longest-serving prime minister, who was killed in July by a man armed with a homemade gun, who has reportedly told police that he targeted the uh, conservative politician over his support for the Unification Church. While Abe was out on the hustings, the funeral of the assassinated former leader was attended by over 4,000 guests, which included US Vice President Camilla Harris and the British Foreign Secretary James Cleverley. Now, in a competitive speech at the end of the Conservative Conference um, in Birmingham, Liz Truss told her Tory audience that Britain is too reluctant to do things differently, and she staked her premiership on boosting growth through disruptive reforms. The Prime Minister attacked what she described as the enemies of enterprise and pledged to face down critics who have attacked her tax-cutting agenda. She said lowering taxes was the right thing to do, morally and economically, but admitted she'd been wrong to prioritise the scrapping of the 45 pence tax rate. I get it and I have listened, she told delegates. Trust used her speech to pitch her economic policies as the only way Britain could break free from a high tax, low growth cycle and spread prosperity. The Prime Minister said she had three priorities for the economy, growth, growth and growth then promised to demolish barriers to the business, citing militant unions, nationalised industries and outdated city regulations as key targets. Now in France, inflation slowed slightly in September, partly due to the slowdown in the cost of rising energy and service prices. But unfortunately food prices are still high, with fresh items up by 11% in a year. Year-on-year -year inflation in September was at 5.6%, so down from the 5.9% it recorded in August. This compares to 8.3% in the US and 9.4% in the UK. And as I mentioned in Japan a couple of minutes ago, 3.2% in Japan. Now, away from financial news, it was announced this week that several major French cities, including Paris, Marseille and Bordeaux, will not screen World Cup matches next month for environmental and humanitarian reasons. The boycott comes in response to reports that immigrant workers have died during the construction of the eight Qatari competition stadiums. 
The official death toll is only three, but the International Labour Organization reported that actually 50 workers have died in work-related incidents and 500 were seriously injured. That figure could be higher due to gaps in the accident reporting system. I'm not sure how not screening the games will help those injured or killed, but it looks like we'll all have to watch from the comfort of our living rooms or down the pub, Howard. Yeah. I don't know what will happen. We shall see. So, Rob, do you find that people don't have adequate tax planning in place, or perhaps they're not up to date on tax changes? Um, well, let's be frank, Howard. For most people, tax is a necessary evil. It's not very interesting, and it only appears on our personal radars, where maybe we have to make a tax return, pay a tax bill, or, or maybe more importantly, when a key event arises. Many of the inquiries we receive come from people who are selling or thinking about selling an asset. Conversations frequently start with, what capital gains will I pay when I sell my property, an investment, or my business? Or the a very familiar one is, I was talking to a friend and they told me I'll have to pay social charges when I sell whatever it is that they're selling. Other popular questions are, I'm, I'm a French resident and about to sell a UK asset and I've been told I must pay UK tax. Or the opposite, I'm a UK resident selling a French asset and do I have to pay any French tax? Since Brexit, since Brexit cross-border questions have definitely become more complicated. I know it sounds really boring, but these are all examples of why we all need to have a strategic financial plan, which protects our income and our assets. That planning, as boring as it might be, must be involving tax planning. I've mentioned this before, and I won't use the exact words a client used, but she said, you are strange, you love this tax minefield. Despite what Jane thinks, tax doesn't necessarily excite me, but the longer I'm around, <coughs> excuse me, the more interesting the strategies behind them become. But Ms. Franks has spent nearly 50 years now helping clients with their financial planning. I know I'm biased, but we really do understand cross-border taxation and finances, which means our clients have a one-stop shop. We'll keep them up to date as the financial world continues to evolve, which without any doubt, it will continue to do so. The dust never really settles on life. We continually face challenges. Over the past few years, Brexit was followed by a pandemic, which was followed by the consequences, and those that were then compounded by a Russian madman taking advantage of what he saw as a weakness. Governments around the world can only fund the cost of these pressure points through taxation. Now, not taking care of your taxes is the easiest way for the taxman to legitimately take more than he needs to, and you can never get it back. If you didn't make any New Year's resolutions, I would today urge everyone to make one autumn one. Think about reviewing your financial planning arrangements today. What's your advice for people who live in France and mm. are just retiring or planning to retire? Uh, it probably might sound a little stranger, but if you've, if you've just retired or you've just stopped working, it doesn't mean you should forget about your retirement planning. We can't forget. We could be retired for 30 or 40 years, in some cases longer than we've worked. Not having to go to work and having more freedom should mean you have the time to do all the things you've been meaning to do but couldn't do while you're working. While we're working, we have our lives, or we sort of live our lives within quite defined parameters. You know, we, we know what time to get up, we know what time to go to work, have lunch, go home. Retirement has that control, especially of those personal parameters, over to us. Over to us. Levin's Franks looks after financial affairs of hundreds of retired expatriates, and we've learned controlling those personal parameters becomes one of the biggest challenges in retirement. 
We all need some degree of structure in our lives and that doesn't change when we retire. It's also very important to regularly review your finances. You might have retired, but your finances haven't. They need to continue, continually evolve because your circumstances will. It's not just our personal circumstances that evolve. Those of our, or those of our nearest and dearest also have knock-on effects on, on our personal situation. We'll be very lucky at some point if we don't have to deal with some health issues. Some of us will have to relocate maybe back to the UK. As our circumstances change, so does the French fiscal landscape. But that's normal. That's what tax authorities and governments do. The problem for many expatriates is that assets are frequently spread between different countries, which means you need to be mindful of what is changing in each of the countries where you actually hold your assets. What about estate planning? How important is it for people to carry out a succession health check? Well, if, if, if we do nothing and hope our financial affairs are watertight, we should not be surprised when we discover we've left the back door or a window open and the taxman, just like water, has leaked in and stained, or much worse, ruined our finances. It's much easier for the tax authorities to gather up estate taxes than to collect most other taxes. The rules are quite clear, but once you're dead, you're not around to argue. So the taxman is in charge, and if you've left any windows open, water won't leak in, your wealth will flood out. Most of our listeners this morning are probably not French. So if you're British, we all know we should make a will, which details our testimony wishes. However, if we're also French resident, those beliefs won't automatically work. France has strict rules about who inherits what, when we die, and how much tax is due. If we make a mistake or fail to plan, there is a high probability our wealth will flood out. If you have any doubts about reviewing your estate planning, just speak to someone who's experienced the French legal system, encountered succession years, issues or had to deal with French tax authorities, I can assure you, reviewing your estate planning will become a priority. Are you saying there are ways of avoiding the forced airship rules? Yeah, the, the, there are numerous things that can be done. Um, the biggest challenge is that they're all quite specific, or should I say they generally need to be used in a specific situation. So let me, let me give you a few examples. Maybe the starting point has to be where you were married. In the UK, couples simply get married. They typically book the church, get their bands read, buy the rings, invite their guests, have a great party, then off they go on holiday. As my wife and I nearly found out to our cost, the process in France is much more bureaucratic. Anyone who has lived here for a little while will not be surprised to hear you have to submit a dossier to the local mayor, and there is then a list of prenuptial requirements. One of those requirements is to meet an auteur to discuss which French marriage regime you will adopt. The one you choose will have a direct impact on what happens to your assets when you die, which potentially could be in 30, 40, or for one widow I met uh, recently, that was 60 years later. Another very simple strategy to avoid forced airship is the use of a clause tontine when you buy a property. This clause must be inserted in the compromise devant. It can't be added later, but the clause ensures a jointly purchased property automatically passes to the survivor. And of course, Probably the most widely used strategy or solution is to hold your investment assets within an insurance fee. We've recently had a spate of telephone calls from people whose estate planning and succession arrangements have been questioned by their bank managers. Now, in truth, I suspect most of those conversations were prompted by those people having too much money sat on deposit and the bank seeing an opportunity to generate investment fees. But that's actually not a bad thing. It's actually a very good idea because assets held inside an insurance fee are exempt from French succession law 
and the capital passes automatically to the nominated beneficiary or beneficiaries when the life assured dies. This is one of the main reasons why 70% of the French population hold their investment assets within an assurance V. As we have seen, investment markets can be unpredictable. So how can we protect our investments and decide which to buy, sell and when? Well, financial markets have certainly had a volatile year so far, but uh, but it's these periods of unpredictability which create opportunities for investors to make unpredicted returns. Most of us would prefer to take a very vanilla approach to investments and know exactly how much our investments will make. Unfortunately, we only get the predictable returns when we leave cash sitting on deposit, and we'll be very lucky if that investment choice returns us more than a couple of percentage points these days, even when inflation is eroding our capital at 5, 6, and in some cases 9% a year. There'll be plenty of people out there who are thinking, yes, but at least leaving my money in the bank means I won't lose any money. I understand that reaction, especially if we've been burnt by jumping out of the market and not being in to enjoy the recovery. It's a bitter pill to swallow. Leaving capital sitting on deposit simply guarantees it can't make any money because over the past 50 years, cash deposits have not outpaced inflation. And if the current environment continues into next year, cash left sitting on deposit will lose even more of its buying power. Let's be clear, successful investing is not easy. Reaching your investment goals can be difficult and the road is not without a few bumps and mishaps along the way because financial markets are complicated and unpredictable. Getting a better understanding of investment principles can help avoid pitfalls. If you follow some basic principles and work with a financial advisor such as Blevins Franks, you'll be able to turn your goals into reality. Can tax planning make a significant difference to how much tax is paid on our investment income? Uh, in my opinion, tax planning isn't really an option. If, if you don't do it, you simply pay more tax. Uh, I don't understand why so many people don't explore if there are more tax-efficient ways to hold their investment capital or their assets than unwittingly end up paying more tax than they need to. Very simple exam examples of this include paying tax on bank interest, even if the interest is not withdrawn, or paying capital gains tax when investments are simply reviewed and switched. Too many expatriates are caught out by not reviewing their financial arrangements for their new lives in France. Income derived from UK ISIS and premium bond winnings are tax-free in the UK, but they're fully taxable in France. Mm. By retaining UK investments and UK investment structures, you miss out on alternatives which are more important for French residents. Structures that can reduce tax bills as well as numerous other potential benefits such as currency flexibility. We always need to be on the lookout for opportunities and the world's investment markets having hit a speed bump is one of those moments. We can batten down the hatches and wait for the storm to pass, or we can look for opportunities. When I say opportunities, I'm not just referring to investment buying opportunities, although there are a lot of good companies out there and funds that are trading well below par, and they will come back when the markets normalise. Recently, we've used the current opportunity to help lots of people rearrange their financial affairs because their capital gains liabilities have been suppressed or extinguished by the adverse market conditions. This has allowed some clients to get rid of UK investments, which they should have abandoned before they left the UK, and allowed others to appropriately rearrange their finances for living in France. If we live in France, but take advice from a UK advisor, could we find ourselves paying unnecessary tax? And are there other benefits when we use a local advisor? 
Look, UK assets are always liable to UK inheritance tax. So the decision in the recent mini budget to maintain the freeze on tax thresholds means UK assets will be exposed to more and more taxes over the next four years. If you're a French resident, whatever your will says, your affairs, especially your estate, are vulnerable to French rules, which might mean your wishes cannot be followed or your estate and beneficiaries pay way more tax than they need to. In my experience, UK advisors don't have the knowledge or the experience to advise French residents. Since Brexit, any who do are actually breaking the law when they give advice, even when it's given when the client visits the UK. As we mentioned earlier, in the UK, when you die, you can leave whatever you want to whoever you want. That is simply not the case in France. French succession rules need to be observed. Estate planning and succession tax minimisation needs expert professional advice from somebody who knows the French rules. The reason I mention this is the French change to Brussels 4 rules for French assets doesn't seem to have percolated through to those UK advisors who continue to believe they can advise clients in France. I would also repeat what I said a few minutes ago. We need to question what opportunities this year's substantial market corrections open up for us. Last year, your UK pensions may have exceeded the frozen lifetime allowance threshold. Right now, the market correction could help you avoid a 25% or even 55% tax charge. So you need to understand if these opportunities are available to you. A specialist local best advisor is best placed to help you take advantage of those opportunities and secure financial peace of mind for you and for your family in the future. Fleming's Franks is fully authorised to provide financial advice in France. Our partners live and work locally, so they have an in-depth knowledge of the tax and the succession regimes, as well as lots of other common issues which are faced by UK expatriates. So if you'd like to discuss your individual situation, why not contact our Valbon office and arrange and speak to one of our local partners? The telephone number in Valbon is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. Or if our Monaco office is more convenient for you, you can arrange a call or a meeting with one of our Monaco-based partners by telephoning Monaco 9777-5574. That's 9777-5574. And anyone can contact us or find out what's going on at Blevins Franks via the website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Always informative and pleasurable as well. It is a joy to get the information regularly from you, Rob, and we'll do the same next Sunday morning. Thank you very much, Herb. A pleasure to talk to you. Have a great week, and I look forward to speaking to you next Sunday. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this program, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. Today's world presents many challenges for financial planning, including protecting your pensions. Should you leave your pension in the UK now you're an expatriate? How much flexibility will you have? Will your capital and income keep pace with inflation? Specialist advice is more essential than ever, but since Brexit, UK-based pension firms lost the automatic right to provide regulated services to EU residents. Blevins Franks is authorised to provide regulated advice on UK pensions. Visit blevinsfranks.com today.